Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I tried to make it seem as much as a joke as I possibly could, but there's definitely some people that are taking it seriously. Once it got like past... 500,000 people that were interested or going, I was just like, the FBI is going to show up to my house. And it, it got a little spooky from there. This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Spread. Welcome to Somewhere in the Skies. I'm Ryan Sprague. Area 51. We all know the name. We've all seen the films, read the books, or watched the documentaries. Some of us may even have been to the gates of this highly restricted area. But the interest in this enigmatic location comes and goes throughout the decades, sometimes fading into obscurity for lengthy periods of time. But guess what? It's back. And it's back in some of the most controversial, exciting, ridiculous, and weirdest of ways. In 2018, a documentary was released by investigative filmmaker Jeremy Corbell. The film featured a highly contentious person inextricably connected to Area 51, and that was Bob Lazar. Here's what Lazar claimed back in 1989 in an interview with investigative journalist George Knapp. In 1987, when the Air Force sought to renew its stranglehold on the Groom Range, news articles once again mentioned the talk about alien spacecraft, and subsequent articles in national magazines quoted unnamed sources about things of alien origin flying in Nevada. Despite the speculation, no one who knew Area 51 from the inside ever talked publicly about the saucer stories. Well, there's several, uh, actually nine uh, flying saucers, flying discs, Uh, that are out there of extraterrestrial origin. Despite numerous inquiries and feelers, Dennis has remained anonymous until now. His real name is Robert Lazar, a young scientist with eclectic interests. Lazar's story is, by any standards, fantastic. He says he's telling it in order to protect himself. He says he was hired to work at an area called S4, which is a few miles south of Groom Lake. Some 30 years later, the claims of Bob Lazar came and went. Many believed him, and many certainly did not. But he stuck to his story. And that was made perfectly clear in Jeremy Corbell's film, Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. Some of this stuff just sounds crazy to me, and I I understand. I'm biased because I'm behind my eyes and see everything. But this this is crazy shit. You think there's something more secret than that, that the flying saucers are... 
for a cover-up for? I'm trying to tell you exactly the way things were and what I was exposed to. Where is it? Show me the alternate reality that you believe. I mean, where are those other facts? Just show me what they are. These are the facts you grabbed together and painted a different story of my life than I did. The story of Bob Lazar was slowly creeping back into the picture, but it was no longer in the fringes of the UFO community or conspiracy theorists. It was the centerpiece of new media in the form of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And I don't know if the craft is made of, you know, an advanced metal or a ceramic. It was cold to the touch. You know, I would lean more towards a metal. You're not allowed to ask questions. No, the only they work on the buddy system. So I can only exchange ideas and talk to Barry. Now, this really interferes with science because science is based on free discussion. And ideally, you get a bunch of guys together, exchange ideas, work on problems, and that's how things move forward. But they're so over-the-top concerned about security, they split everything off and everybody becomes stagnant. It, It just destroys any of the progress you can make, or at least makes it go so slow, They, I think they wind up shooting themselves in the foot. Which is probably why they arrived at this bottleneck that they needed to get this madman with a jet-powered Honda come in and see what he could do. <laughs> I think that was an act of desperation. I think they wanted someone that thinks out of the box and let, let's just give this guy a try here because right. they weren't and uh, they might have done this four more times since uh, you know up to the point in time today assuming they're still working on this thing. The entire Bob Lazar interview with Joe Rogan has almost 8 million views on YouTube alone. And one of those 8 million listeners became intrigued by the story he was hearing. And he felt compelled to do something. Anything. And just like any young person in today's digital age, Maddie Roberts hopped onto Facebook and did something as a joke that would catch fire, go viral, and become all too real. Tonight, the man behind the viral idea to storm Area 51, the secret and heavily guarded military site in the Nevada desert, is hoping that no one gets hurt. Now, he says people have written to him on Facebook saying that they are willing to die to get on that base. It's about two hours north of the valley. 13 investigative reporter Joe Bartels is live tonight. And Joe, the number of people who say they're interested just keeps growing. Storming Area 51, about 12 miles past this lonely mailbox in the dusty Nevada desert, is now a much bigger deal. It started out as just from a pure stroke of imagination. It's just meant to be funny. I want to do something cool out there now that we have a bunch of people, but I don't want anybody to get hurt. Maddie Roberts created the viral event that's taken the internet by storm. More than 1.7 million people on Facebook have expressed interest to get into Area 51, one of the most secure and highly protected pieces of property on the planet where lethal force can be used on trespassers. I'm kind of worried about that. I've had a couple people DM the page where they're like, I'm willing to die for the government. Let's do this. And I'm just like, oh, my God, bud. It's not going to be like a military-based slaughter. It'll actually be something really fun, educational, maybe music and art. That's what I'm working on. Roberts admits he's a little out there, just like his idea. And now his event has captured the imagination and fueled the fascination of one of the most mysterious places in the universe. And so now we wait. We wait patiently for September 20th and for whatever may come of Storm Area 51. Since the creation of the Storm Area 51 Facebook event, it racked up over 2 million people saying that they were either interested in or planned on going to Storm Area 51. 
But as of Saturday, August 3rd, Facebook took down the event page, claiming it was against its community standards. But this isn't stopping Maddie Roberts from continuing to pursue this epic viral event, no matter what it may end up being or not being. But until then, let's take a look at what Area 51 actually is, beyond the stories of aliens and UFOs. Where exactly is it, and what official purpose does it serve? Area 51 is a highly classified U.S. Air Force military installation located at Groom Lake in southern Nevada, about 120 miles northwest of Las Vegas. It's administered by Edwards Air Force Base in Southern California. For years, there was speculation about the installation, especially amid growing reports of UFO sightings in the vicinity. The site became known as Area 51, which was its designation on maps of the Atomic Energy Commission. In 2013, the U.S. government officially acknowledged the existence of Area 51. That year, the National Security Archives at George Washington University obtained, through the Freedom of Information Act, a formally classified CIA document that chronicled the history of the U-2 spy plane. According to the report, in 1955, the remote site, which included an airfield not used by the military since World War II, was selected in order to test the U-2 spy plane. Test flights of that plane and subsequent aircraft accounted for many of the UFO sightings in the area. The U-2 could reach altitudes much higher than any other planes at the time. After the U-2 was put into service in 1956, Area 51 was used to develop other aircraft, including the A-12, which is also known as Oxcart, a reconnaissance plane, and even the stealth fighter, F-117 Nighthawk. The um, uh, secrecy, the classification of the program was at the same level as the uh, Manhattan Project. That was how, how secret it was, and it was very successful. If you recall, we spent many years working and actually having the airplane in operational readiness, and not many people knew anything about it. So it was a highly classified, remotely developed uh, a lot of time away from family. My wife knew I was flying. I mean, that was my job. But that was all I could tell her. I couldn't tell her what I was flying, where we were. Yeah, it was it was pretty strenuous on the family life. The security that was established within the Skunk Works, the uh, security or the uh, classification, and one of the reasons for that is it keeps other people out. That was one of the tools to keep other people from becoming involved with the program, from becoming a bureaucracy. So the Skunk Works security was established out of common sense. For example, if you put a guard out in front of a a place, somebody's going to know something's inside. They didn't put any guards out. If you put um, secret or confidential on on a drawing, uh, of an airplane, uh, you're going to know it's a secret. Something's going on if somebody gets a hold of it. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't uh, stamp any of the things classified at all. They didn't have any guards outside. They made it as as uh, normal as possible, so as to not attract attention. They went so far way back uh, uh, when the satellites were first coming out and. Uh, uh, they took all the names off of the uh, parking places because they could 
find out who was working there. The, the enemy could find out who was working there, the enemy being the Cold War and Russia. Area 51 is restricted to the public and has armed guards patrolling the perimeter constantly. It's also impossible to enter the airspace above without permission from air traffic control. So, we have a very interesting history when it comes to developing advanced aircraft at Area 51. And then we have the stories of Bob Lazar and reverse-engineered alien technology. And as the years have went on, it would seem that Area 51 has taken on a life of its own in terms of mythology. And no matter what happens on September 20th, as many storm down the extraterrestrial highway towards the gates, I hope they have a full tank of gas, fully charged phones, and I hope they're ready for endless desert to greet them along the way. So if you're going, please just be careful. Because as you'll hear in the following conversation between Shannon LeGrow and I, having both been to Area 51 in the past month, they do not mess around. And yes, they most certainly can stop us all. Here's our Area 51 conversation with the host of Into the Fray Radio, Shannon LeGrow. Oh, gosh. We've been talking for about 40 minutes here, everybody. But See, we, uh, we've hit a limit. We've Sorry, hit our guys. Limit. I guess we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably start recording at this point, right, Shannon? Yeah, probably. All I right. Guess. Well, you guys know her voice. You know who she is. If you don't, then you clearly have not been following my work in the past either. This is one of my favorite people to talk to, both about the paranormal, UFOs, and just life in general. And that is Shannon LeGrow. Shannon, thank you for joining me today on Somewhere in the Skies. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. This is going to be a fun one. It already has been, and it's really too bad we don't uh, leave more outtakes in either of our shows because the last uh, 45 minutes we've been chatting have been very colorful and interesting. So, but Scathing. <laughs> it's very, very hot to the touch on some subjects. So, no, it's so good to talk to you again, Ryan. Well, thank you. Well, the real reason I wanted to have you on today, Shannon, is um, hashtag Storm Area 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. So this came out of nowhere. It's funny that it would come out of nowhere because both you and I have a pretty good track record with Area 51 within the last month or so. And then out of the blue, Facebook explodes with this event. Storm Area 51, they can't stop us all. When did you first hear about this thing and uh, what did you make of it at first? You know, it's I honest to God, because the memes have been coming down the pipeline so ferociously. I don't even remember, and it wasn't that long ago because I, I don't know when this started exactly, but I don't remember the first meme that I saw. But I do remember seeing some somebody with an, a UFO over their head, and they had their arms behind them, and they were running. I'm like, what in the what is that? What is this? And it wasn't actually till a month later that I found out that that is what people call a Naruto run. And that when you cross, I suppose, the boundary of 51, if you are so inclined to do so, which you shouldn't be, by the way, that you are supposed to Naruto run in there. And I still don't know exactly what happens when you execute such a run. Maybe you, you do you run faster or someone can't see you. Apparently I don't know. you can dodge bullets. 
Oh, well, there you go. So See, I, I, I that guess I didn't it sort know. of makes sense. That completely makes sense. You'll need it because uh, the camo dudes and every other military police officer on that base is uh, highly armed to the teeth with uh, great weapons, um, and they will not hesitate to use them. And that is that is no bullshit right there. You ready? When we were here last time, that was about four months ago, we put a video up. Camo dudes. Yours are still off. Whoa. Whoa. Uh-oh. We got things happening. I know. I am. Yeah. Adventure travelers, we're just oh, we're just yeah. adventure travelers. Is adventure travelers? Yeah. Turn around. Turn around. We're down a little alien. They said, "Come up, let's do it well, right?" Yeah. Everybody else Yeah, that's what everybody does. Can you go past the line? I knew you should. I, I knew. I know. Listen, we're gonna give you guys a chance. Okay, get on your bikes, get the fuck out of here. We'll call Lincoln County and we'll write you each a seven hundred and fifty dollars ticket. Okay. Sorry for the hassle, guys. We're just we're just travelers. My bad. Yeah. Well, let's get to that. So I know you and I both were at the gates of Area Fifty One very recently, mm-hmm. uh, and this is no joke. We we both on separate occasions went out to the gate. Uh, we also before we got there, we both went to the Little Alien, which is in Rachel, Nevada. Which how far would you say that is from kind of where the gate is of Area Fifty One, Shan? Being our local resident of Nevada. So if you leave the Little Alien, if you're trying to get to the back gate, I would say it takes maybe half an hour. Right. Somewhere around there. If you're trying to get to the main gate, which is the more famous location, it's not. There's no gate out there, at least from what I know right now. We didn't go to that gate, uh, Seth and and the crew and I. Um, we went to the back gate, but on that route, I think that's closer to around an hour and a half, maybe more from the mm-hmm. little alien. And that is, like I said, the more famous site where it's just basically a couple signs that say do not cross. And that's where you get a lot of the videos of people. They'll scan the hillside and then you'll see the the white vehicles with the camo dudes inside. So mm-hmm. uh, I, me and Seth and the guys, we ended up out at the back gate. Uh, it was just it was more conducive to do so at that point. Yeah, that's where I ended up too. And I think for the better, um, because like you said, at this back quote unquote gate, there's an actual post that will not, it's a barrier. You can't go past yeah. it. The one you're talking about, the the main gate, as it were, there's nothing to stop you. And that's where we see these viral videos of people who have either purposefully or uh, accidentally crossed Paso signs and I think in the past, if I'm not mistaken, maybe I don't know if this had happened yet, but when you and I and Sam did our uh, Groom Lake episode, I don't know if this had happened yet, but there was a cabbie that was commissioned by a couple of people in Vegas to drive them out to Area 51. Unbeknownst to him, you know, maybe they were chatting and he wasn't paying attention. He did cross that boundary uh, at the main gate and they were pulled out of the car at gunpoint 
uh, very terrifying for all involved, I'm sure. And even though it was an accident, I mean, the guy and the, the two fares were in a lot of trouble. I mean, when you cross the boundaries, it is more serious, I think, than people could realize. Besides the jail time in little Alamo City Jail, the hefty fines, people need to realize, unless you, it, maybe you don't like to fly, maybe you like to drive, let's hope so, mm-hmm. because you end up on a terrorist watch list and you can never fly again in your whole life. Really? So, yeah. I you have become no a idea. terrorist. <laughs> I, you I are mean, on that a makes terrorist sense. watch list. Yeah, yeah, you're breaching a federally owned military installation. I, I, I yeah, how that never dawned on me. Yeah, you would be put on a no fly list. In fact, there was a guy. This was in the last year. There was a guy that, and we do believe at this point that it was, I say we, like I'm part of the story. I'm just saying we in general as people <laughs> believe that it was kind of death by by MP or security guard. Uh, but he went through, I believe it was Tonopah Test Range, which all of these areas, Tonopah is not very far north of 51. Like the actual base, people don't realize. Once you, here's another thing, guys. Once you get through the gate, Say you do. Say you Naruto run through the gate. You still have to Naruto run about another hour to actually hit the, the, the first base building. itself. Yeah. 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 And I, I highly doubt there's going to be a UFO sitting on the tarmac, by the way, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this guy breached, uh, I believe it was Tonopai. Could be wrong about that, but there was a, it could even be Creech. I don't know. There's all kinds of bases out in, uh, out here in Nevada. Yeah. He got about an hour deep in his vehicle. He was kind of pulling the OJ thing where they're tagging along behind him and he's taking him on a, a chase. It was more high speed than OJ. A deadly police shooting out of Mercury, Nevada. Police shot and killed a man who entered the federal site where the government used to test nuclear bombs. And here's the video we're getting into our newsroom. The National Nuclear Security Administration says the man failed to stop at the security gate. And then he drove another eight miles, parked, got out of his car, started walking towards security officers. Those officers and Nye County Sheriff deputies uh, say they told the man to stop and drop what he was holding. He refused, so they shot him. He died on the scene. It's not clear if he was armed, and the FBI has been notified. The point is, they don't mess around at these bases. And if you think that just because 10,000 of you show up, something interesting to me would be, not that I want to see anybody hurt, but they have these forms of crowd control that it's not all just they're going to take you down with their AR-15s or whatever they have. What if they have some of these infrasound weapons, you know, to make you very, very sick? So, hey, 60,000 show up, great. You're all going to be puking in the dirt before oh, you ever see, see any, any hangar. You might cross the boundary, but you're going to be uh, taken down by other means because I'm pretty sure they have some fantastic – uh, non-lethal weaponry behind those gates. Yeah, and I mean, we had an incident that hopefully will make it onto uh, an upcoming television show. It might not. I don't know if they're going to use it or not. We had an incident about, I'd say, we were still about 7 to 10 miles away from that gate where um, we have audio proof that we were being monitored at that point, um, it, which was really scary oh. for me because I had never been to the gate before. I'd heard all the stories, all the rumors. Uh, you know, we went to the little alien before this, and the guy said, 
oh yeah, be careful. We asked, when's the last time someone's been shot there? He's like, oh, last week. And we laughed. We thought he was kidding. He's like, no, yeah. I'm serious. And he took out a newspaper and showed us and like, holy shit, like, this is real. Like, we have to be really wow. careful. I I did not realize. Was that the guy that I was just Yes, it was the about? gentleman you were talking about. Um, okay. We, we covered be- because- that story recently. Um, it was a young African-American man who um, it seemed like he he may have been a little unstable mentally, yeah. clearly. <laughs> for, you know, he's breaching a gate at Area 51 or Nevada testing site, I should say. And the Lincoln County sheriffs had to had to take care of it and unfortunately oh, so it they was the sheriffs it, it wasn't was. the on base okay because yeah. and, and wasn't it true that eventually most of those roads from like creech to tonopah nevada test range in 51 they kind of all are connected so eventually he would have ended up in in 51 if that was his point who knows oh, we won't absolutely. find out but we, yeah we'll never know we'll never know why he was there what he was doing um it, to me it just was a very unfortunate tragedy yeah that, should have never yeah. happened. You could tell the Lincoln County Sheriff was extremely like uh, shaken up by this event, but they had yeah. to do their job. Unfortunately, it was then taken over by the FBI, the case, so we'll never know why the kid was out there, what he was doing, what he was looking for. Sad. So what was the, can you share what the proof was that you guys were, in fact, being monitored? <sighs> I can't. I can't that's just okay. yet. I think that's a, cool, though. That is NDA. very, very cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that is so cool. Uh, but, we um, didn't have any confirmation of of that sort. Um, but uh, those buildings right there at the back gate, they've kind of got that, uh, that tent that you see on some people's cars where you sure as heck can't see if anybody's standing right on the other side of it and looking out at you. Not that they would need a body right there because the cameras out there were uh, spectacular. Oh you God. could tell they were the high def and they're moving uh, moving them around as they need to. Uh, so oh, big time. Well, very impressive. I want to hear a little bit more about your trip there, Shannon. Um, who did you go with? Um, why were you guys out there and what, what did you experience? If you're willing to share, I know we're going to see it in an upcoming docu-series, as it were. Yeah. So, um, yeah, who was this? What what were you guys doing? So I was out there with uh, Seth Love and Brandon Dalo and Jason Utes. And that is, of course, the Small Town Monsters crew. And I'm lucky enough that Seth invited me to be the on-camera host for, it's called On the Trail of UFOs. We recently uh, released On the Trail of Bigfoot. I was also part of that. So if you guys are interested in, in Bigfootery, then that's on Amazon Prime uh, still, along with all of Seth's other works. I mean, he's fantastic at what he does. So this On the Trail of UFOs, the first leg of filming was out here. And we talked to uh, we talked to Sean, Kevin, Jason, uh, Ryan. You might have seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've talked to David Weatherly, and we went to Phoenix. Talked to a couple of people out there. I don't want to give it all away, even though we were all sharing pictures of everyone we spoke to. Uh, so it's not super top secret. But we went from Vegas to Phoenix, from Phoenix to Sedona, and then Sedona to Fifty One, and back to wow. Vegas. And Something funny that happened was we were leaving Sedona, driving out to 51, and we decided, because we were kind of bored, it's a long drive, so it's like, ah, let's go Facebook Live real quick. And Brandon, who's the composer for all of Seth's works, uh, he titled the the video, the Facebook Live, Head to Area 51. So we're doing our thing, we're chatting, there's a few folks that know Seth and me and the guys, and we're having a good time, and 
all of a sudden the views shoot up in the hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. Like at one point it said like 800. We're like, what the hell is going on right now? They've been seen all over our planet, somewhere in the skies. I'm talking about flying saucers. Hey guys, Ryan Sprague here, and I'm excited to tell you about Saucer, your source for original and authentic ufology-inspired essentials and apparel, symbolizing self-enrichment. Elevate your craft at thesaucerbrand.com. Use promo code SKIES for 20% off your entire purchase. I've got their bomber jacket, their t-shirts, and their crew neck sweater. And I am rocking them like crazy here in New York City. People are starting to ask me about it, and they're even starting to look up into the skies. Saucer products are sustainably made in the USA with only the most comfortable fabrics known to man. Receive 20% off your entire purchase now when you use the code SKIES at thesaucerbrand.com. Show everyone that you believe and get your saucer gear now. That's thesaucerbrand.com. Keep looking somewhere in the skies and remember to elevate your craft. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Unbeknownst to us, someone had shared our Facebook Live to the Raid Area 51 group. <laughs> so <laughs> all of a sudden... We're getting called Karens and Kyles and, hey, you know, why are you drinking a Red Bull? You're supposed to be drinking a bang. I was drinking a Red Bull. And we're like, what? What's happening right now? So anyway, that that was just a funny little blip on the radar. And eventually we're like, OK, we're going to stop the Facebook Live now, guys. Have a great day. Because we didn't. Now we're Seth was like, great. Now we're on the radar. If, you know, anybody is actually taking these fools seriously that might be going out here. 
now we've been shared in that group mm-hmm. saying that we are heading to Area 51. Everyone's like, aren't you a little early? And we're like, God damn it. We're not going <laughs> to even touch the gates. We're not even going to touch the gates. We're not going to do anything stupid like that. So that was just a blip on the radar. But we we get out there and it's the first extraterrestrial sign. There's a couple of guys taking photos at the ET highway mm-hmm. sign, the very first one. There's two of them. Yeah, but the one with all the there. stickers all yeah, over it. Yeah, yeah. The, and we we pull up, and it's funny because they have the exact same rental car that we do, oh, Silver Ford Explorer. And we just start chatting with them. I'm like, hey, you guys want me to take your picture in front of the sign? and Because that's always helpful. So I did, and we started chatting. And he actually has some credentials. I can't really say, but he's like, yeah, I'm heading out there. We're going to head out there. I'm taking my buddy out to the gate. I'm like, well, hey, I mean... I've never actually been to the gate and neither have these guys. Do you mind if we tag along? And we did. So the funny thing was, I was like, well, look at us. We don't look conspicuous at all. Like two cars, <laughs> you know, hauling ass cars, yeah. road. Yeah. Kicking up dust in matching cars. So that was another funny little blip. And we, we stop, we pull over, we see the gate. It's still, I don't know, 40, 50 yards away from us at this point. And there actually was just outside the gate, a four door, white truck couldn't mm. see anybody i'm like yes camo dudes this camo is amazing dudes. everybody film and uh just a couple minutes later we're outside the cars and we're starting to do a couple of interviews we're seeing if the gentleman that we ran into wanted to talk about the base a little bit and he did and then all of a sudden the truck starts coming towards us i was like this is going to be amazing we're about to get kicked out by the camo dudes oh, we have everyone's dream oh so excited it was a family of five that it was no camo dudes. I'm like, hey, you're you you don't have any camo on at all. <laughs> hey, there's like kids in the back, freaking dogs back there, the whole nine. So uh there there was all kinds of as you know when you're on these trips, little amazing funny nuances that happen. Well but, yeah, and you you because of all the mystique behind Area fifty one yeah. and all these stories you hear, everything you see, you're like, Oh god. I mean, I remember we were going down the E. T. highway and a car was barreling towards us at like over a hundred miles per hour and we were like, Oh my god, oh my god, who is this, who is this, who is this? And you know, they zip right past us and who knows? Could have been anyone out there. Maybe someone going to I, Rachel. I, I don't know. Absolutely. But you and, automatically assume, oh, my God, it's uh, someone connected to the base. It's the government. They know it. Well, because there's yeah. no reason for anyone else to be out there. Like no. you said, it's so deserted. Nothing. You need to make sure you have a full tank of gas before you leave Rachel or else you're going to be screwed. Yeah, there's not even that's what people need to realize. They're like, oh, the town of Rachel. It is not a town. I don't know if it's called a township, a, a, a blip. I don't know what its official title is. There's not a grocery store. A get. There's no. not even like a quickie mart to grab a, a, a little a tasteless sub or something. I mean, the gas, like you said, you have to get it on the way in. It's what, 30, 40 miles in in an actual little rest stop area. Right. And that, and that wasn't even a town. Place. Right. And uh, all, okay, so let's. Let's touch on that. For anyone planning to go to this storm area 51, and we're talking like 2 million people have said they're going to this thing. We know that's not going to happen, but there are going to be people that show up to this. Um, I know that for a fact. And yeah. they don't realize the closest place is Rachel. And y'all, we're talking like a couple trailers, maybe a uh, few tents and then the little alien. And they cannot house all these people who plan on going. So 
I, I don't know. I don't, this is going to be a very interesting social experiment, which it started as a joke and it is manifested into something way bigger than any of us can even imagine, I think. Yeah, it's certainly gotten out of hand. And I think that it might be pretty good for the, the alien. They'll sell some extra burgers, uh, you know, throughout that day. And if people actually hang around, I think that what will happen, like you said, there is going to be a portion of people that go out there. Now, whether it be uh, just for looky-loo purposes, which I can't blame them, because totally. like you said, it, it'll be an amazing social experiment to see actually what goes down. What is it between 3 and 6 a.m. or whatever it is, right? I think so, um, yeah. Like, 3 a.m., let's do this thing, the witching hour. So how perfect is that? I think what will probably happen, and it, I've been posting the funny memes in my group just, just because it's just so damn funny. Oh, they're you know, so the, the, good. There's ads for fake festivals and this and that. And they said like Tupac was going to be performing and all this stuff. It's hilarious. I mean, it's obviously a joke and and people just need to laugh. It's just funny, except for the people that may be taking this seriously. But I hope that what happens is they all go out there, even the serious ones, they get talked down. There'll be some food trucks there and some people selling $7 bottles of water as if you were at a Vegas pool or something. And then everybody goes home safe and sound and maybe the the alien gets some extra exposure mm -hmm. not that it really needs any more it's very famous but i think that is closer to what will happen do i think that there might be a few let's be honest i i, I you know i will say Bob Lazar made a comment about this whole Sturm Area 51 thing and he was so like professional and diplomatic about it i myself just go if you are moronic enough to do that then i I don't know what to tell you. It is completely <laughs> moronic to think that you should ever, ever go into a high-profile, highly secured base. Just just Google it. Just Google what will happen if you do so, and maybe you will reconsider. Yeah, so I remember a few years back now, I interviewed a guy who was part of a BBC television show where he and a group of UFO hunters accompanied a British comedian, uh, Andrew Maxwell, to the gates at Area 51. And Maxwell decided to play with fire, and he literally had the whole group cross the barriers. And lo and behold, guess what happens? We arrived at Area 51 checkpoint. To me, it seemed like an ordinary military facility. But my companions were convinced this was the gateway to the extraterrestrial secrets. We got a little bit overexcited and we strayed into the restricted zone. But after knocking on the guardhouse door, we found ourselves lying on the ground with gun barrels pointed at our heads. The military police had detained us for trespassing and confiscated our cameras. Four hours later, we were back on the bus after being released without charge, but with just a camera phone to capture our relief. You must shuffle towards the enemy. Ladies and gentlemen, can we please raise the toast to our freedom? Yay! Yay! We are the only group of people who can say when somebody asks us, Have you ever heard of Area 51, man? We can say, Part of it! We've danced on it! And, you know, when I maybe when I was younger and more naive when it came to all this stuff, and I really bought into, like, the X-Files when Mulder would break into these yeah. government installations for alien information, I'm like, 
yeah, rah, rah, let's, uh, let's overthrow the government. Let's find out what they know. Now that I've become, I would hope, <laughs> a more logical person and uh, a person who understands the need for national security, these bases are doing highly classified things for a reason. Maybe some of those reasons are more nefarious than others, but right. they are for our defense. And I am all for that. <laughs> Again, not getting into politics or anything, but like I am all for America being like this 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 place where um we can always feel safe and yeah. know that our government is looking out for us. And that's what these bases are presumably for. Uh not for housing crashed UFOs or uh any of that. You look at the amazing aviation things that have come out of Area 51, out of Skunk Works, you know, yeah. these uh the uh, SR-71, the Oxcart thing, everything. Stealth bombers. Like, these are things that they'd been working on there for 30 years before we knew about it. And that's what you do. That's how you get ahead in defense. So, for A, for anyone who thinks it's a good idea to do that and try to look for aliens, you're going to be sorely disappointed. And B, you don't have a right to know what's going on in there. No. You just don't. And no. you have to accept that as a, as a citizen. I, I mean, that's my opinion. No, you're you're completely right. And yeah. as mentioned earlier, if you make it the hour past the quote unquote gate or the boundary, do you really think there's going to be a UFO with a little alien waving at you sitting out on the tarmac? You have to realize it's more like an iceberg, I suppose, at most of these bases where what you see on the surface pales in comparison to what is underground. We've heard yes. many a tale about line after line of concrete trucks back in the day taking loads of concrete underground yep. in these massive tunnels so folks come on come on there's no way that even if you you could be standing on the tarmac of the longest runway in the world which would be really bad to the bone for that selfie but once they catch up to you you're just in a world of hurt and you have had, had no experiences you'll have had no sightings of anything strange or alien and uh, you're not taking an alien out so that he can get his free Bud Light. That is not going to happen. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got a lot of uh, bases here in Nevada alone. And I think that it's something like, what is it, 83 or 85 percent of Nevada is government owned with a lot of that land being a no-fly zone mm. to where, I mean, you're talking about F-14s will escort your butt right out of that that zone or you just get shot down depending on you know what's going on or where you are. They take it very seriously. So whether it's on the ground or in the air, just, just don't do it. Just don't be like Nike. Don't don't do it. So right. if there was at some point some kind of alien craft or something strange at 51, maybe there's some remnants there still. Maybe it is just like ID4 where, you know, they've, they've got that hangar with the floating craft. That would be amazing. <laughs> we all want that really, really bad. But I think at this point, things have probably been shifted somewhere else. You know, you've got Wright Patterson in uh, in Ohio or you've got um, even Utah. You've got Dugway out in Utah. Right. And who's to say that some of these bases aren't even connected? I mean, that's another maybe nearly a conspiracy theory, right? Like some underground train or a transfer mm -hmm. system big enough to do such a thing, but I don't think it's completely impossible. You know, the government's got a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. So I, 
I don't think they're they're putting these things on eighteen wheelers and covering them with a tarp, <laughs> like uh, the uh, the photos fl- would show us. Yeah, yeah. Or what? What was it? A flight of the navigator? They they had that for a second, yeah. or or maybe it was another movie. Sometimes I get mine crossed, but <laughs> yeah, I think it's all happening under our feet for the most part. Especially if it's forget the the secret stuff to keep us safe. Like you said, very important. Let's keep that secret. If it is some alien stuff, they're sure as hell not going to be transporting it uh, above ground for the most part. Right. And that's a really good point. And um, I would suggest anyone listening, um, if you go to Reddit, if you're a Reddit kind of person, there's like a really good thread from about Dugway, Proving Ground. Um, mm. Am I saying that right? Proving? Proving? I don't know. Pro- proving, yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, that shows how much I know about military. <laughs> hey, that's, we're, we're, we are, you know, we have our, our limits at we some do. points. I have the same thing where I'm like, I... I think I said the right thing, but I probably didn't. But you guys will figure it out later. Don't worry. Right. Aria 51. Um, yeah, Aria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not an opera you're, term. I don't know. I am a theater You're going to piss your pants with Aria if you run across those gates. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, back to, um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, Dugway. Yeah. Um, there's like a thread on Reddit all about Dugway where like former military people and uh, people who've worked at Dugway, like, communicate with each other and mm. they're like so what's going on there and like oh i tried to get a sign there and they said not a chance in hell blah 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 so you know wow. there is definitely some like bio warfare sort of stuff going on there there have been like leaks in the past i believe at dugway where like some sort of chemicals or pathogens like leaked out to the public and they had to close down the entire town. Am I getting yeah. that right? I yeah, think? I vaguely remember something about that. I'm not going to speak further on it because I really vaguely remember it. But yes, I, yeah. I do remember hearing something about that. I mean, Dugway, I think is like nearly a million acres or 800 something thousand acres. I mean, they've got the room to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what folks need to realize. And they have they do have the right to do whatever the hell they want uh on those grounds so and yeah. and i think that you're right it's mostly just for national security purposes and and god bless them let them work yes. don't interrupt them let them work that's the other thing like let these people do their jobs they're just doing their jobs even the camo dudes like they like to mess around with people because it's yeah. probably boring as shit for 95 percent of the time they're there but yeah and like, they just run into morons just i mean 95 yeah. percent of the time it's just morons they deal with that's their whole job do, do you guys you, realize uh, that is their office. job yeah do you remember that video of the like i think it was a japanese family who like went past the gate and they the camo dudes got them out of their cars and made them like walk backwards to them. Yeah. That viral video. So yeah. I talked to the dude who uh, was there with that family and took oh that video. That's real. It's not a hoax. Oh my um, God. And it's, that's what they do. They wait for people to be stupid. And then, like you said, slap a $750 fine on breaching one tiny wooden outpost. Yeah. Um, but they knew you were coming for miles and miles ahead of that. They just want to see mm-hmm. what you're going to do. And like you said, it's very few people who actually are stupid enough. Or uh, like you said with the other guy, the tour guide, um, who just got distracted and went past the barrier without even knowing it. Um those things happen, but you have to be careful. And 
and just know if you're going out there to film, uh, they have every right to confiscate your phone, your camera, yeah. and you will never get those things back. So yeah. be prepared to lose your phone, your cameras, your drones. They will shoot those things out of the sky if they have to. Like they don't mess around and they don't mess around when it comes to giving people tickets either. Like this is like getting a speeding ticket. They have quotas to meet. This is the Lincoln County police. They need your money. They want, yeah, there's not a lot going on out there. Yeah. So they dare you to do that. So why not? If you want to donate 750 bucks to the Lincoln County police, uh, feel free. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's real life consequences and you know when we were out there we didn't even utter the d word uh, the you know drone we yeah you yeah. can't you can't drone in national national parks and you, you you certainly should not even utter that word when you're near a place like area 51 so yeah yep. don't do it do not do it um well uh, uh moving past that shin um so on the trail of ufos that's going to be coming to us what later next year am i correct in that yeah sometime 2020 i i believe that seth kind of mentioned late 2020 but we'll see as we progress forward uh in a few months we will be heading out your way actually ryan to the east coast i think we're hitting new york and washington dc and then sometime after that he's gonna bring the crew back out kind of my way we're gonna hit up utah and new mexico so yeah and that should culminate filming for on the trail ufos so very exciting well i'm excited that you guys are coming out to the east coast we we never get any love over here when it comes to ufos no (laughs) it's always and that's the funniest thing everyone's like well you're in vegas you must see weird crap in the sky all the time i'm like never i never have i still this day cannot say i've seen an unidentified flying object for the most part i'm like that's a plane that's a that's boring okay so yeah it's just one of those things it's it hasn't hit me yet no and i people are also cute uh just to uh, tie in the storm area 51 thing mm-hmm. people don't realize how far uh rachel is from las vegas right ryan i mean oh i God. i think they think it's like oh area 51's like hey you get in the car 30 minutes later you're at the gate area um not so no. much yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a note, guys. Don't drink two cups of coffee before <laughs> you make that trip. That's right. Or else you're going to be uh, peeing in the desert, and that's when you got to look out for snakes. Absolutely. And and another thing about the desert is if you have to urinate the urea 51, <laughs> the bushes are not big there. It's not like it's going to cover you. So you really got to take a little hike out with them snakes and the scorpions and the camel spiders to take that piss. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good PSA. If you are doing the Storm Area 51, no coffee for the road trip. And, and everyone should know this, too, which I didn't. Um, don't pee if the wind's coming towards you. <laughs> Um, I don't pee outside often. I do live in a major metropolitan area, so there's but always a I Starbucks do, or a hotel. I piss into the wind. <laughs> but when I do, I drink Bud Light, uh, alien <laughs> beer. <laughs> Label out for the camera. Yeah. Yes. So like, all right, fine. If we're going to film out of Area 51, why not have piss all over my pants? That's right. That makes perfect I mean, sense. It's authentic. <laughs> You're funny. You're like, look, I don't piss outside a lot. I live in New York City. I, I usually use a urinal or a toilet, and I'm, you know, very uh, dignified that way, but that's amazing. Uh, who are we kidding? New York City is one giant toilet. <laughs> that, actually, that's, yeah, touche. But I love it. I love it to death. But I cannot wait to get back out there to uh, to visit you guys. And 
maybe Storm Area 51. We'll see. We'll see what happens if I'm yeah. feeling uh, feeling up to it and I got enough whiskey in me. But um, let's uh, see. I'll, I'll get a bottle of Jack for us. We'll head out there. Ah, uh, let's do it. We can we can uh, start on the jack and then drink some of the seven dollar bottles of water that I know will be for Hawk out there when <laughs> yeah. when some of these folks show up on September twentieth. Oh, they're no idiots. God bless America. These people are going to make so much money if anyone shows up to these things. And if there is some yeah. sort of festival, like this could become a yearly thing. This could be the new Woodstock. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's why I think the ads for the faux festival that I found is really not too far off. Like you said, it it may become an annual event. So yeah. it'd be cool. It'd be, it would actually be kind of cool for Rachel. I think that the little alien would like that, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. They might have to expand the ever-growing city of Rachel or town it, or township. Yes, ta- township. <laughs> Whatever it is. Shen, what do you got going on? What have you covered recently over at Into the Fray? Um, I did recently listen to the episode about uh, the ghosts of war of 1812. Mm-hmm. It was so interesting. Um, so what's going on over there and what can we expect moving forward? Yeah, I'm just, I'm still plugging away, talking to folks that have experienced strange things and whether it be just once or a lifetime of experiences. I recently talked to a gentleman about Thunderbirds and then another area he went, you know, he's he's had some possible Bigfoot activity. Uh, it, you know, I'm still running the gamut at Into the Fray. So we, like you said, ghosts, uh, I've got shadow people, I've got past live stuff. I need to do more of that, by the way. That's quite fascinating. Yeah, I think it is. Tie in sometimes, but it's a lot of cryptid stuff lately, which I'm really really kind of enjoying and of course as always uh, with some ufo stuff peppered in i mean that's a, a huge part of wonderful fortean research so mm-hmm. i always welcome any kind of stories for itf that's why i, I love doing the multi-topic shows and yeah so episode 200 coming up next thursday which is of course you and i's birthday august 8th so happy early birthday to you ryan happy Uh, early birthday we're we're recording this a little little early as as folks know it was pretty cool when we figured that out for the first time wasn't it we're like no way yeah i think it took us like two years of it took a while i don't know why but (laughs) yeah maybe we just you know we weren't trolling each other's facebook pages for for the dates or anything but i don't know how that came up to uh we're we're very humble and we're very like yeah. low key sometimes, so it makes sense. Yeah, we we don't put up our own birthday wishes to ourselves on our pages. Um, <laughs> so we yeah, at some point we figured that out. But yeah, happy early birthday! We're talking before our birthdays, but um, yeah, episode two hundred is coming out and congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. It it's gone so fast. I'm like, how in the like That's I no remember easy just... feet, first of all. Everyone should know, yeah. like, most podcasters, they stop after like ten episodes. They just give up at that point. But to get to two hundred and that's just your main episodes. You do a whole other side project as well in terms of bonus content. So, I mean, it's incredible. And that shows the dedication of a podcaster and an investigator. So I have to congratulate you on all fronts for that. It's very inspiring. And I have to say, uh, you guys, you and Sam, Sharon, are mentioned a lot still, you know, in emails and messages and hey, and and people that are just starting the show, 
you know, they don't realize that the format did eventually change and you went on to do your show and, you know, it, it's just the way that that went that yeah. it turned out to be kind of just me now talking to the folks and then the show is kind of over. I do miss doing that intro and just to let you know, a lot of people miss you guys very, very much. Aww. So I just want to throw that out there because you guys are still, even though you're not on with me every week, you're still a huge part of, of Into the Fray and you always will be. That really means the world to me, Shan, because I mean that you gave me my start and you are the one who inspired me to start a podcast. So anyone listening, Shannon is the reason for that. And your support system, they were so welcoming to me, like this young, uh, naive ufologist trying to learn about cryptids and the supernatural. I knew nothing about that stuff. So not only did I learn a lot about like these mysterious things in the world, but uh, how to how to give it my own voice and and get that out there. So, uh, again, I have to congratulate you. I love ITF, the ITF family, and um, I, I can't wait to see where you go next. Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate that. And where can we find the show before we go? Yeah, so um, most any and all podcatchers, probably some that I don't even know exist. Uh, it's also on YouTube. I, I do release that every week if you're a, a YouTube fan versus going to a website. The website, though, is into the fray radio.com. And then I'm on the usual uh, suspects for social media Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Perfect. And if there's anything we can leave people with, Shannon, it's uh, Area 51. You can't stop us all. You can't stop us all. Naruto run, baby. Going on 20th September. 51 All in this together Let's take a stand So we can see the aliens Okay, so here's the plan Never tell when let's go around Stay quiet, don't even make a sound Cows better stand your ground Drinks at the red, I get your bottle sound Rocks hold steady, and you get ready Gods are gonna see the rocks rain heavy All of you gamers march in place Save our friends, take them back to space Yeah We wanna see them aliens Cause they can't take all of us No We're bringing that storm right to your door Just think about this It seems quite wrong To even wanna try this I don't want to die Just for a stupid meme But nothing is what it seems The outcome really depends If the aliens wanna be friends Wouldn't you agree with me? Yeah. I don't wanna start World War 3 If we're gonna try Hope we don't get seen I don't want a guy picking up my screen All of the gamers march in place Save our friends, take them back to space Yeah We wanna see them aliens Cause they can't take all of us plan to follow and fears to swallow everyone be very quiet yeah. i said be very quiet yeah. runners go yeah this is what it's all about oh no 
Everybody scatter! Everybody get in cut. Everybody get in shot. Everybody falling. I just want to stay alive. With the boys right by my side. Oh, there goes Jerry. You should have thought this through. I blame all of you. Stupid people. This meme went too far. Yeah. We want to see them aliens. Hey! But they just found all of us. Somewhere in the Skies is produced by Third Kind Productions in association with the Entertainment One Podcast Network. To learn more, visit entertainmentonepodcast.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.